Hey everybody, Mike Claiborne here and welcome to the podcast. You know, normally we have a lot of fun talking to different athletes, owners, general managers, you name it in sports. Gonna go a little bit of a different direction this time and I'm gonna let my next guest introduce himself. Hi, my name is Mark Russo. I'm a saxophone player currently with the Doobie Brothers. Ah, yeah, we're going to have some fun with this one, folks, because Mark Russo has been around for a long, long time. We're going to talk a little bit about what he's doing, the Doobie Brothers, the whole nine yards and how entertainers are dealing with the pandemic as we know it. So we've got that coming up and a lot more things. We invite you to join us. We're glad you're here. We're going to have a whole lot of fun here on ClavesOnline.com with Mark Russo of the Doobie Brothers. Munganass St. Louis Acura would like to extend a huge thank you to our healthcare workers and first responders by offering them several service specials, including a free interior detail cleaning. You can call them today to make your appointment and let them help you while you are helping our community. Find them online at stlouisacura.com or give them a call 314-822-2872 for Munganass St. Louis Acura. We love talking to the president and chairman of Ameren, Illinois. He is Richard Mark. Emergency Operations Center acts as kind of a central command center, and everything is dictated from there. They tell the crews that are out in the field where to go, where the main breakers are to go to to de-energize the line, and then they verify that that line is closed, and they're able to tell five, six, seven hundred people that are working out in the field exactly where to go to make the proper repairs to get our system back on in a storm situation. Recent events have shown that life can turn in an instant. This has caused many people to realize that estate planning is essential. The Inskip Law Firm is here to help with everything from trust and wills to power of attorney, deeds, and probate. They have systems in place to service your needs without having to have an in-person consultation, flat fees so that you know what you're paying ahead of time, and they make the whole process easy. Call now, 314-818-0344. Just a quick chat and you decide together what services are right for your situation. That's the Inskip Law Firm, I-N-S-K-I-P. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertising. Welcome everybody, Mike Claiborne here, Claibs Online, and we are having some fun today. Going to get off the sports scene and talk a little entertainment with our good friend Mark Russo of the Doobie Brothers. He's been with the Doobie Brothers for a number of years. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure to be here. How many years for you now with the Doobie Brothers? 23. That's a long time to be part of one of the most successful bands in the history of entertainment. And what I want to talk to you about today, there's so many things, but one of which you guys had just started the 50-year anniversary tour, and uh, you had Michael McDonald was part of it, and Michael McDonald was instrumental in, in the success of the Doobie Brothers along with a lot of other great members. But take me through the tour and how things got started, man, because I'd heard some really good things about it, but take me through how things got started, and then all of a sudden you had to pump the brakes. We're only in the planning stages of it, to be uh, honest. Um you know, Mike comes around occasionally, and we do shows uh, uh, with him. We had just done a show at the Ryman uh, Theater in, in Nashville, 
And, you know, so when he comes around, we always do, obviously, a few of his tunes um, uh, that we don't normally do in, in our set. And uh, so it, the discussions were, you know, what are we going to do? What's he bringing to the table? Everyone has their idea of their favorite Michael tune. And, and um, as a matter of fact, we're supposed to be going to Cabo uh, San Lucas tomorrow to to officially kick off the the 50th anniversary tour um and uh obviously with the way things are in the world today uh it's been put on the shelf so now we can just sit and wonder uh what it's going to be like when we finally hit the road which uh we're still planning on doing it uh, just might be in year 51. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys were, you guys had a gig going on in Vegas and you had to kind of call it off at one point because one of the members had taken ill. And as you, as you start to backtrack and you hear about this story and that story, do you think you guys may have been on the, the, the front end of uh, the coronavirus? Uh, it's certainly possible. There, um, there was, has not been a confirmation that that had happened, but. I do have to say that um, it was there were some other acts in town like Aerosmith. Um, I want to say Gwen Stefani, and and you know I could get this wrong, but there was more than just us that uh, canceled shows due to illness. There was I, I want to say three or four bands in that time period in February, mid February, where uh, you know people were getting sick, and like I said, nobody in our camp, you know, has said, uh, yeah, tested positive for it, or that was it, you know, but um, makes you wonder. Yeah, and I think when you look back then, nobody was even thinking about a test. Nobody was even thinking about positive or negative, and very few people even had heard of coronavirus. So, you know, when you hear about all of these bands shutting it down, I'm, I'm sure everybody's starting to try to do the simple math and say, you know what, maybe so. Uh, but now the worst is behind you as far as health is concerned. So maybe you just move forward and, and not even think about it very much. But let me ask you, what went through your mind when you you guys shut down? And then when you learn later, here comes coronavirus and everything comes to a screeching halt. Well, uh, at first I was uh, amazed uh, because in my 23 years, we had never uh, canceled a show ever uh due to illness um especially in midstream and so that in itself was uh something i had never experienced before and you know we were supposed to be there for uh, basically a month and we had this like apartment style hotel just off the strip and you know i had my wife there i had clothes and everything and then it's like okay well uh i'm just gonna go home for a few days because ain't nothing for me to do here and i got home and then they said we're going to cancel everything and so then somebody had to go in and bag up all my stuff my clothes that i had left at this apartment and send it home and i just had never even begun to consider that uh the virus would would become a pandemic and um uh, was just like, oh, yeah. I mean, even up to the day before Major League Baseball canceled the season, 
um, I was planning to go to uh, Arizona uh, for my birthday and watch the A's um, and, you know, just have a good time. And it was like, wow, well, should I go? Maybe I shouldn't go. Basketball canceled. Well, this is outside. Maybe I should. I was I was still considering going right up until uh, March 16th, I believe, because uh, my birthday was on the 17th. And um, then it was like, oh, do I even go to my brother's to celebrate my birthday? And that was actually the last thing we ever did as a group with the family was was right around my birthday and even then it was like after the fact it was like oh maybe we shouldn't have done that you know my parents are getting old and my uncle's in his 90s and um and then as you know i mean here we are uh approaching june and and uh been locked in the house which i have to say is not that uh, different for when I'm not on tour, you know, it's like, and I like being around the house. Um, but you know, so I don't know what else I can say about it other than I'm with the rest of the world in trying to navigate and, and figure out. And yeah, when you go, look back at it, uh, you do, you know, try to kind of trip on it when it's like, well, God, was that happening there in Vegas at the time? Probably. Mark Russo of the Doobie Brothers is with us. He is one of the fine saxophone players in that great band and also a huge baseball fan, or should I just say Oakland A's fan, uh, <laughs> as he's followed the A's for so many years, going back to the days of Tony La Russa when he ran the show. So, Mark, you've watched how things have been shut down in, in baseball and the other sports, and players can't practice, uh, they can't go to the facilities. What about musicians? What about guys who are on the road and perform on a nightly basis? How much have you done and, and what do you try and do to stay sharp or do you just wait until they blow the horn and say all right we're going back to work yeah blow the horn uh what i should be doing a lot more often uh I, it's incredibly overwhelming to think like all of my friends musician friends there's nothing i mean for the most part there's there's you know broadway shows you can't there's no work anywhere you can't play you can't make a living uh doing music hardly at all anymore in the current environment unless you're playing a concert and touring because uh everybody gives the music away free um and then you make your money at the shows and so with all of that gone it's just it's beyond my comprehension when I, you know, to think about all of us out of work, all of us have no real place to go. People are trying to go online and, you know, do some streaming things and, and which, which I haven't done any of that, but I'm, I am trying to figure out a way to stay creative, stay relevant. Um, and yeah, man, practicing is, is such a necessity yet it's like okay groundhog day yeah i'm gonna pick up the horn and uh yeah i'll, I'll do it tomorrow and tomorrow um, leads the next week and next week leads the next month i i get it hey you know for you in that situation and you you grew up in an era where you know you sold records and you were part of this and you know you went out on tour to make extra money but you made a great point the music industry has changed so much where you, you give it away. You can go online and download it. And in you, your case, in your band, you guys don't make anything new because nobody wants to hear the new stuff. 
Did you ever think it can, it would come down to a day that touring was going to be the main vein in how a person earned a living as an entertainer? Well, no, I didn't, you know, mainly because of my my age. Um, I'm not as old as the rest of those TV brothers are, but uh, nevertheless, yeah, I was. I came up where you actually um, made the record uh, to make and you toured to sell the records. You know, which I guess, in essence, um, people were still doing that merchandise, selling their product at live performances. But yeah, no, I, di- I didn't, I didn't see it coming, and you know, and that's why I'm probably, you know, somebody struggling more with the current state of affairs than you know people who have adapted to the new business model. Do you think the most frustrating thing, especially for a person like yourself, is the fact of you're not hearing anything because nobody knows what the next step will have in front of it. Is that frustrating? And does it put you in that helpless mode where, man, if they only told me what was next, I could deal with it. Um, Well, certainly that would be the case. Uh, But, um, you know, that's another thing is that, you know, most like successful people, they're, they're able to adapt and constantly change, you know, and, and, you know, baseball's still the same game, but it's quite a bit different than it was, you know, 20 years ago. Um, uh, just like music is the same business, it's, it's you know, it's still the same. There's just so much more to choose from. And um, it was a lot easier back in the day when uh, the record companies took all the money and just told you who was good <laughs> you had less you had, you had less distraction it was like oh yeah this is it um but uh, yeah no i don't i don't really know i mean like i said before i'm you know trying to uh, self-motivate and figure out how to stay creative and um writing music and i've contacted like you know in, in another lifetime there I, I used to write music for computer games um uh, this, uh, called the Sims and Sim City, and uh, so I contacted some of my old pals that I worked around and said, "Hey, hey, I got time on my hands, you know." And uh, so I'm hoping maybe something will come that way. And I'm reaching out to people because I can record here at the house. So like, if somebody needs a saxophone solo, they just you know call me up and send me some files and I I can I can do that for people which um which is nice which I'd like to get more of that happening because as you know when there's a, or for me anyway if there's a deadline or something I have to do I somehow get it done uh, you get it done no matter what and that's a great thing about musicians they always find a way when just when you think it's not going to happen they say what are you worried about it? i got it here it is don't worry it's all good <laughs> hey, hey yep. for you you know one of the things about being an entertainer and being in a band it's like being on a baseball team or a basketball team where you guys travel together and, and you're close during the course of a, a tour and then when the tour is over with guys go their separate ways how much contact do you have with your bandmates? Uh, and obviously, this is a longer off season than normal. But how much contact do you guys have in this situation? Um, well, yeah, you know, a lot of times uh, we're almost closer to each other than we are with our families. Uh, we, uh, at least in our case, um, over the last twenty years, uh, we average 
um, you know, 80 to 100 shows a year. But when you include all the extra travel days and some rehearsals, uh, it's really about 150 to 160 days a year that we're together. And when we're traveling on our uh, custom coaches, you know, we're in close close quarters with, with each other. And it's, you know, we're so we're we're together almost half the year, you know. Yeah, that's a long time, and and you guys have been together for so long. As you mentioned, you joined 23 years ago. You've got some guys in that band that have been together a whole lot longer than that. So in that situation, it's something that you touched on. You said rehearsals. Uh, For a band like the Doobie Brothers, who everybody wants to hear the hits, rehearsals. Walk me through how rehearsal works for a band. You already know the songs, but you still want to stay sharp. How does that work in a situation like that? Well, earlier you mentioned that, you know, they don't really do any new music, but they have put out new music and oddly enough, uh, have just put out four new tunes. Um, uh, in February, we started uh, playing two of uh, two new tunes. But, you know, a lot of times the rehearsal will, uh, you know, I used to joke around. I said, dang, you know, after... Th- after 40 years and now 50 years, if we don't know the songs by now, there's something wrong. <laughs> but, um, you know, someone will have an idea that say, hey, you know, I'd like to add a drum solo in this or, you know, put a saxophone solo on the ride out on this tune. And and that's most of what happens. Or it'll be, um, you know, maybe we don't play a certain song or two for a few years and then it's like hey we've been getting requests for song x and uh, let's put it back in the rotation and it's just basically refresh your course and then like i said maybe tweaking the arrangement changing a a little bit you know that's that's basically it you know hey that's mark russo the doobie brothers you know that by now we got more coming up your way we invite you to stick around it's gonna be a lot of fun A lot of fun things that you'll have a chance to hear here on ClavesOnline.com after we take this time out. Are you in the market to purchase a new or used vehicle? Munganass St. Louis Acura is here to help. Check out all of their inventory at stlouisacura.com. They'll bring the car to you, and they can also complete the entire process without you having to leave your home. Contact them today at stlouisacura.com. Coming up next, I want to introduce you to one of my friends from Ameren, Illinois. He's the vice president of gas operations. He is Eric Kozak. That's right. They're not just an electric company. They're also a gas delivery provider. Now, when you talk about smelling and locating gas and the potential for you to have a problem, what are some of the problems and some of the issues a customer could have aside from as the eventual, perhaps an explosion of some sort. So what are some of the other concerns you try and maintain? Yeah, so our number one concern is uh, calling 811 before you dig. 811 is a national number. People will come out and they will mark the lines for you and let you know where your gas service is. So if you're putting in a basketball hoop or you're putting in a bush, call 811. Because if you don't call 811, you might have to call 911. <laughs> and we want to prevent that call. So that's the main issue is people calling 811 before you dig so you know where the pipelines are in the ground. Is there a charge for that? There's no charge for 811. <laughs> in a situation where you're going to do some work, as you mentioned, how deep do you have to go before you would hit on a gas line? You know, I if you're sticking in a shovel in the ground, you should call 811. You know, we don't, uh, you know, we put our uh, pipes in, you know, 24 inches for service and 30 inches, but 
Landscape change over time. You know, different things happen. You don't know what the previous homeowner did. He might have took a bunch of dirt off. So if you're going to stick a shovel in the ground, you need to call 811 before you dig. And I just want people to know that, you know, natural gas is a clean, reliable, safe fuel. But like any source of energy, it can be dangerous. So if you do smell gas, you know, pick up the phone and call us. We respond 24-7, seven days a week, no charge, ever. And we respond on average within 22 minutes. Over 33,000 calls a year we get, and our average response time is around 22 minutes. And I think that's pretty good. I think it's impressive. So that's, that's the main thing is. And have your equipment checked out, and it's a wonderful product you can use for many, many years worry-free. You know, for you guys, when we talk about the the, the new normal, you guys have a pretty good situation. And I think maybe a little bit more of an advantage in the way you travel. You mentioned the tour buses, um, the hotels. You can probably isolate yourselves there as well. The venues, you can certainly isolate from the dressing room to the stage. Do you feel like that's going to help you guys get back into the swing of things a little bit more, along with the fact that they've got to figure a way how to get people to come watch you? But your situation is a little bit more controlled as far as the environment is concerned than some other people who are trying to get back into the way they used to do business. You know, um, I I just don't see anything uh, really coming to together until the people can actually go you know um it it'll be i mean i somebody you know i you know what keith urban did a concert at a drive-in theater and somebody i heard somebody in norway did something like that and i'm sure there's a lot of people trying to figure out uh how to how to do this again you know in a way but as far as you know the way we travel um you know, although once you hit the hotel, you know, we we scatter. Um, but I would think there would have to be a change. You know, I've been watching um, some Korean baseball and it's, you know, whack. There's nobody in the fans or in the stands and cardboard cutouts. And that just won't work for, you know, for music as far as I for live performances anyway. You know, maybe we can hole up in a in a room somewhere and stream live concerts at, um, at some point. But, you know, I don't know. It's going to take someone else that's going to figure it out and then they'll tell me what to do and I'll show up and blow the horn. And that's all you can do. You just stay in your lane and figure it out. You know, it, it is going to take some creativity. I don't think there's any doubt about that as far as how the, the it's going to look from now on. So let's go back to the best part of your job and what you've enjoyed most about it. I mean, you've been with a, a very well-known band. Um, you're a guy that really plays the saxophone as well as anyone. What, what's the thing that really motivates you, aside from the paycheck, that you really have really come to appreciate now that you're not doing it anymore? Well, the um, the camaraderie, uh, you know, there's a little spree decor that happens, Um uh, I miss I miss that, and then the uh, even though you know I'm a I'm, I'm you know a little jaded, and I still get a rush getting out on stage and and making people happy, you know. Not to mention, uh, you know, the creativity that I and my spontaneity that I try to do, you know, play a solo different every night. Um, uh, I really miss. You know, I hadn't even thought about. It. I was talking with. Uh, 
Tommy Johnston, our lead singer, uh, about it the other day. I said, man, we're not gonna, I'm not going to see you and play music with you. That's just weird. That just, you know, something you're, you take for granted. And then, as you mentioned, when it's not there, it makes you reflect and realize, wow, man, I, I really do have it really well. You know, I have a good thing going. You know, I, I've watched you countless times, and I've watched your band along with other bands. What's it like to have that rush when you guys are really kicking it and you're making that eye contact and there's a nod or a wink like, yeah, we are nailing it now. Uh, how much how much of a rush do you get from that? Because every show is different. I mean, you may play the same songs, but there's some nights that are going to be different than others. The audience may not know it, but the guys on stage certainly do. Yeah, there's an interesting thing. Uh, uh, I'll revert back to another band I was in. I, when I played with Kenny Loggins. We used to... Um, we used to come off the stage sometime going, man, we just nailed it tonight. That was fantastic. You were great. High five. And, and the, the sound engineer would come out, uh, come up and go, what was wrong with you guys tonight? You were awful. <laughs> and then there would be some nights when we'd go, and this still happens, you know, today with the doobies. It'd be like, wow, we were just terrible tonight. I don't know what it was. I didn't feel it. And, invariably someone will come up and say god you guys were just rocking tonight it was unbelievable so sometimes you know the perspective who knows who knows what's real or not because uh i i like i said i find find sometimes the opposite to be true of what i felt it's in the eye and the ear of the beholder mark that that's all it yep. is that that's all it comes down to Hey, listen, man, this has been a blast talking to you. Uh, you've been a great friend, and certainly I miss you on stage, but we still find a way to catch up, and, and the big thing we're looking for is two things. A, us going back to work, and B, baseball. we got to get some of that oh. back because, you know, that A's bunch, you know, that's a tough division that they're in, and the way it's set up, if they're going to set it up in the manner that we've been hearing – about the three different divisions, that's going to be the most competitive division in baseball, that Western division with the A's and the Angels and the Dodgers. You know, San Diego is going to make a move, and you've got some other teams that are rebuilding, but it's going to be a lot of fun whenever they get back on the field. Well, we certainly uh, – I know I look forward to the day, even when it starts without people in the stands, but I just hope that uh, – I hope we figure out a way to corral this virus and uh, people can, you know, get healthy again. And, and, uh, I, you know, I just, I feel so bad for, for so many people that are struggling. Uh, they can't, they can't work. They, you know, you know, not to mention the, the enormity of the, the death toll and all of that. And, um, and baseball will certainly be a, uh, a comfort factor that I think will help a lot of people in, you know, many different ways. Well, the Doobie Brothers will be another comfort factor that I'm looking forward to seeing on stage down the road as well. Hey, man, take great care of yourself. Stay safe. Pick that saxophone up and get ready because hopefully it'll be here sooner than we we think. Yeah, as a matter of fact, when we finish up here, I'm going to pick it up and run through some scales today and say, okay, got it. Got to walk <laughs> To walk the walk and talk. If you're going to talk the talk, you better start walking the walk. You, you might as well start from ground zero, too. So I like the scale <laughs> approach. 
There you have it, Mark Russo of the Doobie Brothers. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. He's been a great friend to me for a number of years, and I thought it would be fun for you to be a friend of his as well. They're going to come back in 2021, and hopefully we'll all be there together having a good time listening to some great music from the Doobie Brothers and our good buddy Mark Russo. So for Mark, all of our folks here at ClavesOnline.com, I'm Mike Claiborne. We thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next edition of ClavesOnline.com. We call it the podcast, and as you know, we love having fun, and we want you to have fun with us as well. Talk to you soon.